Greetings ladies and gentlemen. Today we continue our tour of the Bible books and we're about to look at the narrative of Numbers. Oh fellow followers, if you love a good story then the book of Numbers is for you. The style and the structure of this brilliant book is a breathtaking complex chemistry of contents. From poetry, tribal lists, worship calendars and detailed travelogues to statements and stories, speeches and songs. But far from being a biblical junk room, Numbers is a masterpiece carefully constructed, showing its readers that anything without God will be of no use at all. Every story has a beginning, and in this one we find ourselves lifting off from Leviticus. Numbers then leads the reader back into the centre of the camp of God's people, and the promised land is now brought into view. Yes, Canaan was to be their happy and harmonious home but there's plenty to do before the tent pegs get pulled up. God took stock and counted his people, all mustered and marshalled for their march. Next, good laws were given to keep good order and the camp was to be made clean. Suddenly, the signal is given, the trumpet is sounded, the cloud lifts and the people depart. God's word and spirit steer a steady course, but the people's bellies soon rumbled and wondered if their throats had been cut. Their complaints became loud. Moses was grieved and God was angry. The people had spoken and now it was God's turn. He shows them their fault and their folly and next he will show them his displeasure with the removal of his presence for a time. Health and faith were not the only things failing. Moses becomes impatient, then his relatives become rude. Yet God would be a teacher to them and they were given a 40 year detention in a desert classroom. Venomous snakes are sent, whose poison would soon replace the people's poisonous attitude. The bronze serpent is raised. All they must do to live is look. Everybody could, but not everybody did. The first generation runs its course and passes away. God buries his workmen, but the work still goes on. Speaking of work, we have told of Barak and Balaam, who are busy at work to harm Israel. With their plan working, we are told that in the camp of God, people sin openly. Yet righteousness carries the day, and never was virtue more daring than it was in Phineas, who took a spear and dealt it a death blow. So we come to the concluding chapters of Numbers, and these bring a book to a crescendo and a climax. It all ends as it began, with God counting his people and preparing them for their next big move into the promised land itself. But for that momentous moment, we will have to wait until next time when we delve into the book of Deuteronomy. But until then, the book of Numbers offers a portrait of a better life and a secure future. But like life, it's a full book of changes and surprises, knocks and shocks, twists and turns. It takes us and teaches us that trust is a must. Trust in God's power and patience. Trust in his transforming touch and trust in his tender mercy. Yes, this book is a wonder of the Bible, a majestic saga of the story of a journey of God's people. A people who were constantly moving, alas, not always in the right direction. Our tour of the Bible may be over for today, but our journey with Jesus is not. The only question is, are we moving in the right direction? The answer? Well, I'll leave that up to you.